was just a creepy movie. It definitely creeps you out for sure. Somebody has to be perfect, so it might as well be me. Talk about deja vu. You live to tell the tale. You gotta think like a werewolf. It's the Slashers and Screamers Podcast. Alright, we're back on the Slashers and Screamers Podcast. I am one of your many, many, many co-hosts, Billy Graves. Of course, you know my fellow cohorts in Final Girl, Casey. Hello, Billy. Greetings to you. How are you? I'm never better. Well, sometimes you're better. Today you're in It's a Sunday night. It's been a good day. Hey. We're back. It's been a few weeks. It has been. But you know what? If you're Reunited. continuing and it feels so, so good. good. And of course, my man, the Memphis Maniac, Rick. Welcome back, Doctor. What's up? It's uh, good to be back after our little hiatus. Well, we were hoping you wouldn't come back, Rick, if I'm being honest about it. And, you know, the it's an audio podcast, but... The visuals are not very pleasant. You got the ugliest hat on I've ever seen. There's a reason that team is no longer MLB. It's because their uniforms were atrocious. Even people in Montreal couldn't stand them. And here you are just sporting it like it's something to do. I mean, I, I gotta let the, you know, the legend live, so. Who's the last remaining Montreal Expo in the league? It was Bartolo Colon. You rat bastard. And. He's playing in Mexico still. <laughs> is he in Mexico? Somewhere. I thought he was playing still. Probably the Dominican. I mean, I could be wrong, but yeah. Well, he can't hack the Venezuelan League, I can tell you that. And the godfather of droll, James. What you doing, James? Uh, that's the spirit. Okay, well, that's all I need to know. Just hanging out. Well, you came over and watched WrestleMania last week, so that was something, right? Got me some cows. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, before we get our guest in, actually, let me get our guest in. We're going to come back to your cow situation. Uh, we got to talk about that. Uh, by by special demand, uh, someone in this group wanted to talk about your cow situation. So we're going to get, get to that in a second. But we do have a special guest. Um, Casey, do you want to introduce our, with, with due reverence also, okay, make sure it's due reverence, our special guest today? Yeah, we've got another member of the Final Girl family. Uh, let's welcome Final Girl Swords to the chat. Hey, everyone. Hey, to Hello, Final Girl put a Swords. Cow story on hold, but happy to be here. No, hey, we're here for you, man. This is uh, it's your show now. Do with it what you will. That's high honor, high praise. Listen, look around. It ain't that high. <laughs> Billy's giving this podcast away. <laughs> well, signing off. <laughs> so Casey, you specifically wanted to talk about James's cow situation when I told you a bit of a little tidbit of information. Um, yeah, you're out here posting about cow names. First of all, like to see a picture. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, James, we we do need pictures of. <sighs> okay, I, I can't hold back any further. James, you've got this little calf, a little black calf, right? On your on your farm, what's the name? What is the name you have bestowed upon said calf? His name is Curtis. How do you spell Curtis. C U R D I S, I think. So mm. Curtis. <laughs> it makes me it makes me so happy, James. His name's Curtis. Why is nobody else laughing? It's just such a cute name. It I want to is. see the cow. That's the best name that's ever been given to a cow because, you know, I have a, a good friend from, from Thailand. Um, she asked me, like, what's the significance of this name? I don't get it. And so I had to go through the whole thing. Well, you know, curds are something that you get from dairy and dairy comes from cow. Oh my God. Is that why his name is Curtis? Are you from Thailand? Is it you <laughs> from Thailand? <laughs> It's not, but I didn't make that connection. I just thought it was cute that it was spelled with a D. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I'm broadcasting so from Earth, where Casey is not familiar. I'm on the it moon. Is it is, she's on the moon. It is one small step for <laughs> cattle. Yes, that's the reason. Curtis, not C-U-R-T-I-S, but D-I-S because of curds. Casey! Like I just thought it was a cute name. 
<laughs> wow. Okay, I'm going to introduce you to my tie friend. Y'all can just go over this at bond. length. Yeah, just bond <laughs> over the, the unknowing. Oh, man. Okay, guys. Welcome. <laughs> well, welcome to the Slashers and Screamers <laughs> podcast. And uh, welcome to James's dog. And That's not dog. was that not your dog? Was that Curtis? <laughs> Did you teach Curtis to bark? That was my dog. I heard I it. named Dan Talented. No, that was one of mine, actually. Fantastic. Well, we got new members of the family joining in not only Final Girl Swords, but Final, Final Girl Swords. Yeah, Final Dog. What's the name? What's the name of your dog? Final Lilo? Girl Dog. Final Girl Dog. Yeah, that was Lilo. That. that was a girl dog. I like it. Final Girl Lilo. So, guys, make sure that you check us out on all the socials at Slasher Sports on Twitter and at Slasher Sports Media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Got a lot of content going up. It's baseball season, so of course there's just content overload. But make sure you're checking us out on SlasherSports.com as well. We're giving you the best of sports and entertainment like the show you're listening to right now, Slashers and Screamers. But we've also got Monday mornings, Wake Up with Wowie and the Kid. Covering the world of Major League Baseball, the Row Report as well. We got a new guy on the block. His name is Julian Gilarte. He is covering all things New York Yankees in the Out in the Field podcast. And of course, the Hit City podcast where I got the Milwaukee Brewers and all the farm affiliates. So, again, thank you for joining us today as we review the 2017 horror mystery thriller, The Ritual. And Casey, this was your pick. Why'd you pick this one? Yes. I like this movie. Um, we've done a lot of, you know, by name, we're the Slashers and Screamers podcast. We've done a lot of Slashers, um, but we haven't done a whole lot of Supernatural flicks. Um, so I thought I'd give us something different. Uh, this one's pretty cool. It's not your average ghost story. We've got a little bit of like, am I wrong? I'm thinking like Nordic kind of like we've got runes. We've got different symbols, kind of Norse God kind of energy it brings to the table. Um, oh, I wanted I something a little it. bit different for us. Well, you nailed it. It's it a cool looking a Norse movie. mythology. It's a very good looking movie. Um, I did not, you know, admittedly have high expectations for it. Classic you. Um, Hater well, of all it, things it, supernatural. And thank you. I wanted to make sure that that was out there because I'm not just being a hater for, you know, no reason. Like you, Casey. Hater Ham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why you called me that. I don't either, but, but I'm pretty sure the conversation was with Final Girl didn't Swords. didn't want Billy to grow a mustache. That's what it was. Okay, hater. it's not that I didn't... No, 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 no. I'd like to correct that. So. That one's still um, fresh. It's not that I don't want Billy to grow a mustache because, first of all, I'm looking at Billy. He has a mustache. I do not have a mustache. You do. I can see it on your face. I have an upside-down mustache, and that's called a beard. I can see hair on your lip. If I had that, people would say I had a mustache. Well, let's... James, would you call this a mustache? You're a man of much testosterone. Stretching it. Bill? Doctor? If you drank a glass of milk, a cat could lick it off. <clears throat> Is that the the line? <laughs> I, th- I think that means yes, guys. I ain't no damn mustache. Whatever. Calm okay, down. if I you had that, get people would say it. I had a mustache. Well, I, I think the... The standards are a little bit different. Um, like I, this, it is much lighter than my beard. Okay, so so is like, final girl swords. Huh? Sometimes it just be like that. He's not wrong. Bees that way. Well, I, I think but, those are called whiskers or stubble. That's stubble at best. But what my specification was is mm-hmm. you sent a message to the pod, and yeah. I believe you were watching Death on the Nile. Oh, was. And you said, should I grow out a mustache and curl the ends? So that was that part. The no was for that part. Of course it was for that part. You old-timey looking motherfucker. That would look so strange in the year of our Lord 2022. I have you know that Final Girl Mom would not be happy with your choice of of verbiage towards moi. Okay, I've been admonished by Final Girl Mom (laughs) about my use, the use of the F word. That's true. (laughs) I'm going to find so, that. Okay, yeah. My mom, uh, Final Girl Mom, texted me and asked about Billy's mother. And I advised that she is, as far as I know, alive and well. And she said, I'm going to tell her how much he cusses, especially fuck, which she censored. She put F hyphen 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 in his podcast so she can take him to the woodshed and straighten him out. 
that sounds horrible. <laughs> that, so I immediately and, sent it to Billy. I was like, Billy, I have a message for you. <laughs> and what's crazy about this, wasn't your mother in the army? Yeah. Where she heard the worst of language. One yeah. can only assume. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Her kids yeah. have some mounts on them, though. I've heard. I can't <laughs> confirm. Cannot confirm. But guys, what um, you know, what do we have coming up in the the world of horror these days? We we got to have something coming out in the next week or so. I'm sure. I know a good of way one. to find out. I know of one starring a horror legend. Don't just throw that word around. Robert England. Bob England. Okay. Yes. Legend. A legend Carry on. So this movie, Choose or Die. It's coming out on April 15th, an important day among this pod. It is. Why is that, James? Because can you fill us in? Y- yeah, do it. Tell them. I'm too mad. Huh? Would you say that April 15th is an important day among us? <clears throat> yes. Yes. Well, you got to have your taxes done. I believe this year they've moved it to the 18th. <laughs> That's a lie. I think it is. Get your taxes on the 15th. Well, better to be safe than sorry, I guess. But from but what you know, I understand... You can be coy all you want, James. You know why she asked you. So stop skirting yeah. around it. It's my birthday, Bill. And what number would that be? Four zero. The big four zero. James? Big year. I didn't it's a huge year. James is having a big bonfire out on his homestead. Well I'll be a there. Bonfire that uh well, I won't be there. Fine. James and I, uh we we've done plenty over the last month, enough to make up for the next ten birthdays. We met a a legend of our childhood by accident didn't even know he was there so of course we had to get in line and get autographs and such the the what uh, t- tell him who it was james oh shit uh jeff jarrett <laughs> god yeah <clears throat> that was to meet jeff jarrett i know who james. Is that? you've slept since you don't know who jeff jarrett is it's okay yeah, if you don't can we feel bad okay it's okay if you don't um but he's from very close to here, but he was a professional wrestler ever since we were little. And ah. you know, he, yeah, he's a local boy done good, you know? So, yeah, he's a, a legend amongst the, the hillbillies amongst us. Sucks you Not couldn't included. meet uh, Dr. D, Dr. D Schultz. Man, Dr. D David Schultz would slap the shit out of me just for even <laughs> asking for an autograph. Dude, and he lives in Tennessee too, which is crazy. Yeah, but he's like over in like West Tennessee, I think. Like we're yeah. all the man, those people. I don't want to alienate anybody on the show though. We welcome you, West Tennessee people. West Tennessee. Rick. That does include Rick, the Memphis maniac. But yeah. this movie. Please, yes, continue. <laughs> called Choose or Die. It's about a broke student who, in pursuit of an unclaimed one hundred thousand dollar prize, plays an obscure nineteen eighties survival computer game. After a series of unexpectedly terrifying moments, she soon realizes she's no longer playing for the money for her own life. Mm, the highest of stakes. The absolute. It's coming out on Netflix. And that's April fifteenth? Fifteenth. I believe which is Friday. Is that right? I think it's Friday. On the day that we are recording, it is the tenth. That makes tomorrow the eleventh. My Tennessee math says you are correct. It is Friday. Congratulations to me. Yeah. Good job. Might be the first time. No, never mind. What else we got coming up? Uh, there's a new Titanic movie, <laughs> but it's not what you think. Uh, I think it's Leo survived. He found a, a piece of wood floating around and survived the fall. Am I right? Wrong. The fall to the bottom of the ocean? He didn't fall. He sank. I was going to say. <laughs> I thought, I did, okay, I've never seen Titanic. Billy, you've never seen Titanic. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I've you never seen shit. Titanic. <laughs> I just assumed that like the the final scene was him holding on to the rails and because everything's wet around him and cold his hand slips and he falls to his death thus disappearing I know that the... you're not like a romance movie guy but giving Titanic I just a watch it probably being like would do cliffhanger you some good culturally mm. it's not okay well no what's up John with this Lithgow Titanic to... movie though yeah tell us Rick um, this is called Titanic six six six. It's 110 years after the namesake's deadly journey. Titanic 3 is fated to repeat as one of history's greatest disasters. A faithful replica of the original, the mammoth cruise ship is safeguarded with the most advanced technology to ensure clear passage on its maiden voyage from famous influencers, historical enthusiasts, and excited travelers on board. But a nightmare is about to unfold. And as unbeknownst to all, there is a stowaway amongst them with the vengeful intentions to channel dark forces still at sea. 
As the ship halts over the surface of the original gravesite, crews and passengers are terrorized by hauntings from the past. Oof, man. I will skip by that by the speed of light when it comes on TV. It releases as well on April 15th, which is the 110th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic, and it's on the amazing site Tubi TV. I knew you would like that one. (laughs) Rick is a Tubi fiend, first of all, so... James makes mention of that every time. So The dude that directed it did Species the Awakening, Bermuda Tentacles, and Hercules Reborn. Looks like he's got a great resume. Oh, you've won me over with Bermuda Tentacles. And it can't be as bad as Titanic 2. That's on Tubi as well. Is that I've always like wanted King to get Wolf that one to watch. Like King no, Wolf also? It's, Titanic also? I actually do have a, a horror thing as well I wanted to mention uh, that's this, wow. this weekend. Uh, there's a horror convention. If you're anywhere close to Nashville, Tennessee, it's the Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Festival. It's um, April 15th through the 17th. Um, tickets are 25 bucks. Um, Felissa Rose is going to be there from Sleepaway Camp. She played Angela. Joe, Bra- Joe Bob Briggs from Monster Vision and The Last Drive-In on Shutters is going to be there. Doug Bradley from Hellraiser is going to be there. Um, okay. The dudes, I can never remember the dude's name from Titanic. The movie Leo Casey helped me. He's he plays the bald headed guy. He's really mean to Leo. Billy um, Zane. Yes, he's going to be there. He is not bald in the feature film Titanic. He is bald now. Well, I mean in real life, yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I'm going to it. I've already bought tickets, so yeah. So if you want to meet Rick, yeah, if you want to meet yeah, me, you should you, you should know. have a booth, Rick. You can, like set up <laughs> some autographs. Um, I'll let you borrow my my slashers and screamers baseball tee. Just set up a booth. Start charging money for it. They'll never know. But it's at the uh, Marriott Hotel close to the airport. So That What'd sounds say, like man? a wonderful time. I say I got a Sharpie Rick could use. Just all pitching. For his, oh. for his mustache? He's going to draw one yep. on. Rick looks like a young Billy Zane. I don't think Rick looks like Billy Zane in any moment of his life. <laughs> <laughs> a three-year-old Billy Zane. <laughs> That's our guy, Rick. Well, what else we have coming up this week in horror? Uh, it looks like there's a new zombie movie coming out, uh, Wormwood, W-Y-R-M, Wood, Apocalypse. Uh, looks like it's a sequel to a 2014 movie uh, that, and potentially a TV show maybe, um, but it says, This sequel picks up the action in a zombie-infested Australian wasteland where soldier Reese has dedicated his life to tracking and capturing survivors for the Surgeon General in hopes of finding a cure. When he learns all is not as it seems, he must team up with Maxie and siblings Brooke and Barry to to race against the clock and save the one person who may be the key to ending the apocalypse. So any zombie lovers out there, it looks like it's set for a video-on-demand release date of April 14th, so... You know, everything's already trying to kill you in Australia. Do we really need to add zombies? Spiders the size of a dinner plate. Oh, yeah. yeah. The only thing worse than that is zombie spiders size of a dinner plate. Yeah, good point. (sighs) That kind of has me... uh... Has me ready to see Wormwood Apocalypse. I wonder if you need to see Doesn't the Rick first. Love the Walking Dead. No, Rick uh, is the opposite of a guy who loves The Walking Dead. Rick is an well, ultimate hater. be fucking hair. off the air finally after like twenty years. Let's run this out for as long as we can. So I know you liked it, <laughs> James. What else do we have coming up uh, this week in horror? Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. No, it's my turn. <laughs> Everybody else has went already. Everybody else has gone, sir. All right, hang on. I tried to do it organically so that nobody really could tell that we were taking turns, but mm-hmm. cat's out of the bag. So it says a is comedy it of turn? horror. <laughs> it's the script says it's my turn. Yes. A comedy of horrors. Horror horrors. Horse. <laughs> Imagine if you will, a kid and a substitute teacher shows up to read your a favorite story time book. Stories about police clowns trying to track down a serial killer. A famous puppeteer haunted by his blood craving creation. A group absor- a group of self-absorbed Gen Z bridesmaids who turn on each other to determine who becomes the maid of honor. And finally, the story of a narcissistic, narcissistic oh. movie superhero who fights to save his soul and has his movie franchise from a special effects voodoo master. 
Definitely not your typical day in elementary school story time. Has never been so age inappropriate. Oh. So it sounds like lots of gratuitous nudity. Our favorite kind. <laughs> well, so there you have it, guys. That's what's coming up this week in horror. So, Rick, please tell me you've got a rundown for the ritual. That I do. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. April 12th is the release date. My bad. Hey, it's all right, James. That's only one a day. Away. One day, four hours, 11 minutes, and 29 seconds left. If you want to watch this movie. Got it down to the seconds, huh? Where it comes yeah. from? I don't know. VOD. What's VOD mean? Video, Video on demand. On demand. <laughs> there we go. It's got old Jimmy Billslinger in it. Jimmy Buffett. That... <laughs> Stepped on it. <laughs> Please give us that rundown. I should have never <laughs> said Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> nope. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, we did The Ritual. Uh, came out September 8th of 2017. It's on Netflix. I don't honestly know when it premiered there. Um, it was directed by David Bruckner. Um, he's known for uh, film director of the movie The Signal. That's Jerry's uh, brother, right? Bruckheimer? Hey, I think you're Jerry, Jerry Bruckheimer. No, Bruckner. Oh. I know a bill, but... 1-800 Miracle Ear, James. You need one. 1-800 Miracle Ear. <laughs> we'll get that for his 40th birthday. <laughs> I got the Sonic Ear, Bill. Oh. I can hear that kid from here. <laughs> okay. At your house. Anyway. Said, no, no, don't um, touch me there. <laughs> no, no, James. <laughs> Carry on, Rick. Hold on a second. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. Okay. And the crew's on back home. All right. There's anyway, no such thing as um, Rick. This movie walking dead. is um, 94 minutes long. It was released in the UK. Its uh, budget was 1.3 to 1.6 million. Um, the actors are pretty, I mean, I couldn't really find a lot on them. Uh, so I'm just going to go basically the main uh, four guys, really. Um, Rape Spall was Luke. Um, Arshur Ali was Phil. Uh, he played in uh, plays and various TV roles in the UK. Robert James Collier was Hutch. He was known for uh, Thomas Barrow and Downton Abbey and Liam Connor in Coronation Street. Sam uh, Trotten Trotin was Dom. He's made appearances in Robin Hood, Alien vs. Predator, uh, Chernobyl the series. Uh, Paul Reed was Which Robert. Robin Hood? Uh, it just says Robin Hood. It didn't say which one. Doesn't say the year. You didn't click it. Um, Matthew Needham is the junkie. I'm assuming he's the guy. One of the dudes at the beginning. Um, I'm only going to do the yeah, main so, four guys. Names like a junkie. Um, this is based on a 2011 novel. Frightened uh, inmate number some two. Some trivia about it that you should know is Andy Serkis that played Gollum. Uh, it's freaking awesome. He actually was one of the producers. And the symbols that you see in the movie are based on uh, Old Norse uh, Viking language runes. Nice. See you, Casey. So nailed it. Really? Oh, and it was shot in. Um, it was not shot in the UK. It was shot in the Carpathian Mountains in Romania, which are beautiful. That's yes. where the book of the day it was written. <laughs> didn't we? Didn't we watch another movie? We reviewed another movie that was filmed in Romania. Yeah, wasn't it the ritual? This is the yeah. ritual. This is the no, ritual. Um, no, the mu- in the museum with the creature. The relic. Oh, the uh, yeah, the relic. Cthulhu. It was Cthulhu. No, that was the relic. That was the relic. With Cthulhu. So this opening, guys. This was. Um, I'll just go. Uh, go ahead and say it. As soon as I heard the soccer talk, the only thing I could think of was, "Did you catch that ludicrous display last night?" Knew it. Dude, I, and, and I told Billy this. I had to put on subtitles because of all the British slang. Welcome to my life. Rick, you always talk about just being Mr. International. You and Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. I mean, it was and hard. You can't understand British accents. All the slang terms are used. You go out of your way to butcher every French name you see. That? Wasn't there a movie about a soccer team that ate their buttocks in an airplane crash? Yeah, they, they weren't eating Maybe. their own buttocks during the crash. 
It did take them a while to get used to it. They weren't just hacking into the dude's thighs when the plane was going down. That movie is a lot. Samuel L. Jackson, hold on to your butts. (laughs) I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes. Buttocks on this plane. That was a different movie, Swords. That was a different movie. I've seen it. But Which one? Part seven. (laughs) So I I knew I was in the wrong place when they referred to uh, potato chips as crisps. Okay, so British people, why are you the way that you are? Yeah, Billy immediately, like, upon watching this, messaged the pod and was like, is this the European movie? (laughs) Yeah, you caught that crisp thing, huh? Really went well. Yeah, crisps, they got me. I I knew when they said they're going on holiday, it was was British. The accents didn't clue you guys in immediately? Mm Mm-mm. I I I watched it on mute. I watched Mm. it on mute. I mean, we got movies where they're supposed to be, like, British people and they're not British accents, so, I mean. I don't know if we have one of those movies. Put another shrimp on the barbie. Exactly the Definitely same. Not. So what are Long the chances country. that we, we as a group, ever go hiking anywhere? I'm not going hiking with any of y'all motherfuckers. 0.1%. Yeah. We can't get Billy yeah. out of his house. No, that that's that's so true. That is so true. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Billy's a brown ivory clay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that, James. Hey, Rick, question. <laughs> if you and a friend were to go camping and you woke up and there was a condom hanging out of your ear, would you tell anybody? I have a follow-up question to this, I mean, too. Yeah, why would I not tell somebody? He'd tweet it immediately. Okay. Well, used? That, that er- <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Even if it was used, you would tell people? I mean, shit, I don't know what... Okay, my follow-up question is, uh, you want to go camping? Hell no, not with you. <laughs> hey, you know how to uh, recycle a used condom? I don't like where this is going. How? You shake the Why fuck out. Why did you ask that? No. Sorry, final girl mom. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't. Oh. It slipped out before I even thought what I was saying. Well, Billy, I laughed. I thought it was funny. Good job. Thank you. Don't you encourage like Never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, guys, if... If you guys ever treated me like the guy treats his friend at the liquor store, like I'm not going any, I'm not going hiking anywhere with y'all. First of all, dude, you mean like waiting off to the side while he gets robbed and and just slain? First of all, I mean, okay. to be fair, he didn't go hiking with them either, so you're in company there. Yeah, that guy didn't go hiking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't make it. He didn't, he didn't quite make it. Make it. Like, but he this opening, he didn't he he get did to not... make it. <laughs> Once they get supplies to get packing at that store, well, they're going to get probably they're going to get drunk. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like this opening, like it did do a few things though. Like obviously, it shows us how quickly things can go south in this movie, but also it permanently changes the way we look at the surviving friend. I believe his name is Luke. It is throughout this movie. I always had that in the back of my head when he was on screen. Like his name was Luke uh, or that scene. (laughs) Both. <laughs> Both. The fact that he hung his friend out to out to dry. False. That's just a shitty situation in general. Like I've never. Yeah, been I mean, what would you do in that situation? I mean, that's given my wedding ring for one. Yeah. First of all, I'm not going to be in a liquor store. <laughs> Who's getting married? Who's getting married? I don't think any of us are getting married. So I'm not on this pod that's married. Shut Steven up. Stephen is wed. Oh, I'm wed. <laughs> but listen, I lost okay, my ring in a Plant Fitness parking lot, so. Hang on, guys. Well, time to my done. first ring in the planet, so. planet Fitness parking lot. What was that? There's lots of things that happen in a Planet Fitness parking lot. That is true. I think it fell out of my pocket. Who's he talking to? Well, I lost my first wedding ring in the ocean in Belize. That's dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> my wife wasn't very happy, but they uh, didn't find it, but they found our room key in the ocean, so that's good. Who's they? The people at the resort. The people at the resort went digging in the ocean for your room key? Can't they just give you yeah, another room key? Well, they found it because they're cool like that. I guess. It was in the ocean, wasn't it? How they find it in the ocean? They are magical. I don't know. I think they just I... gave you a new room key. They did not. <laughs> now, what about his wedding ring? Probably I did get sank. a new one when I came back. I lost Probably my sank. first wedding ring in a card game in uh, Atlanta. Is losing a wedding ring like a rite of passage amongst you people? <laughs> what do you mean? I lost people? my... I lost my second wedding ring in a rodeo in Dan- Dallas. You lying bastard. <laughs> so you said something about a parking lot of Planet Fitness, and, like, my phone rang 
like the moment, like just moments before you said that, and it said Planet Fitness, and it turns out it was my son. He works at Planet Fitness now. So he found a wedding. Planet Fitness. He found a wedding <laughs> ring that somebody had lost in Dallas. It was turned into the uh, lost and found at a rodeo. So the old Planet Fitness rodeo combo. <laughs> they should have a mechanical bull. That'd be something. <laughs> that would be something. But you know that 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 would be something that I would never brave and. Speaking of things that should not be braved, the hills of Sweden. Are these guys going to Sweden? Where are these guys going going hiking to commemorate their, their fallen friend? It is Sweden. Sweden. The okay, Sweden is the path they're... trail. They say they reference it kind of being like the um, Appalachian Trail. It references uh, hillbillies. Well, oh. it's Appalachia. Something there are no hillbillies in Sweden. How do well, you know? No. I'll Google that shit. I know you Dude, will. There are probably there are probably hicks everywhere. There are hicks everywhere. Oh, there are hillbillies in Sweden. According to Wikipedia, rappers oh my God. found mostly in Sweden and parts of Norway, <laughs> and to a lesser extent in Denmark, Germany, and Austria. Rapper I knew the Danish were hillbillies. Subcultures and are known what? For hot rod cars in 19- Okay, so we can. So what? Ragger, ragger, ragger. R a g g a r e. All right, right, hey, so- is a subculture found mostly in Sweden of American greasers and rockabilly subcultures <laughs> from the 1950s. Well, that's where Volbeat came from, probably. The, the Danish part of it. Known for the love of hot rod cars and 1950 American pop culture. Man, I've been found crazy. your people, James. I'm going over there. <laughs> Not to fit go hiking, right in. No, I'm you know, going if... hot rod down the damn road. <laughs> Well, you know, I can say if I've met my untimely demise, there's zero chance that James has taken my memoriam to any range of any hills on Earth. Like, I'm getting dumped out behind a Hooters, like in a Hooters to-go box. I'll dump you out back behind the, the griddle. <laughs> or maybe oh, behind, behind that bush. <laughs> yeah, behind that behind bushes over there. <laughs> behind the bushes where you're always sneaking off to pee? Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably turn those things yellow by now with all the ammonia that's coming out of you. Mm. Hmm. Well, hammering on uh, traditional tropes, Dom, who's uh, one of the friends, like on their little hike, he injures himself like way early in the film. And Dom's uh, there's a like, bitch. Dom is a little bitch, first of all, and I hate him. When, as soon as Rick said his name in the rundown, I wanted to just say to hell with Dom. I did not like Dom that guy, sucks. and he does kind of suck. But you know what? Later on, I, I kind of do feel for him. But you know, we can get to that later. Um. But if there's anything I've learned, like, from professional wrestling, uh, like, the early injury is going to come into play later on. Like, he's got to sell that injury now for the entirety of the film now, in my mind. And he does. Still hate him. Don't feel bad for him. No, he sucks. And it's like, hiking is, can be strenuous. Eh. You know, who among us can deny that? Um, Not me. Not you. So strenuous, I cannot <laughs> We got somebody agreeing with us, but at, you know, at this point though, you know, we know like some shenanigans are afoot when the gang uh, sees this dead animal hoisted up in a tree, like, freshly bleeding. Uh huh. Like this isn't like a Sometimes. field dressed deer. <laughs> this isn't a field dressed deer. Like like someone or something has done this. And further up the ways, you've got those mysterious markings on a tree. Uh, you know, that just further piques my interest. Like, my first thought is, you know, a peaceful community. Not like, or not unlike Robin Hood and his band of merry men. They're living in the woods and everything's cool. What say you about these Your first symbols? thought about seeing someone hung in the tree is Robin Hood? Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't someone. It was an animal. It was a deer or something. I mean, still, so, okay. You feel, uh, you feel icky. You know? a little bit icky. I don't think you normally <laughs> hang stuff in trees like that once you kill it. I'm not a hunter. Not that high. Not that high, no. But do you hang them in trees? For what? Like, the people, like, maybe out, you know, out there will do that. They're, they're mostly, like, I don't want to say, uh, what do you call people who, who do that? They're, they're not butchers. They're, uh, well, I guess they could be. Um, but, yeah, they got to hang them up and do that. Cave Somebody might, yeah, cavemen will do that. So, um, sure, <laughs> hang them from a tree. Well, and you got to uh, field dress a deer, but you don't have to hang a tree. Is yeah, field dress just... where you get the skin off? No, field dress is just when you, uh, got them. Cut the guts oh. out of them so you can drag them out of the woods easier. Oh, so they're lighter? Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're way more internal to them. Sounds icky. But then when you get home, you can hang them from a tree or any sort of device that you hang them from. Sad. And then that's when you start butchering on them. Butchering on them. 
James knows a thing or two about butchering things. Processing. But, uh, it's processing, Bill. Processing. A processor. That's the word I was looking for. You damn hillbilly. <laughs> You're the hillbilly, James. You're the one that knew it. I'm the one that didn't know it. But, you know, once know. they reach this cabin. I know all kinds of stuff, Bill. You do, and none of it useful to me. <laughs> I love the line from uh, one of the guys once they reach the cabin. It's like, well, this is definitely the house we're being murdered in. Yeah, it is accurate. All right, listen, I'm a man, okay? There's no question about that. And it's very clear that uh, I'm of the alpha variety, okay? I- I'll eat Ew. soup right out of the can. I don't giggle. That's beta activity. But I'll you be damned giggle. if I'm walking around in that cabin alone. You giggle, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> Still not yeah, walking not around that cabin alone. Around. That was scary. I'm an adult Please. lady, and that shit's scary. One of those adjectives is right. Lady's not an adjective. <laughs> shit. Screwed that up. I'm back on James's level. But yeah, it's creep vibes for real. Well, we used to uh, we used to have a few places where we would dare each other to go into these abandoned homes. Um, if we did it at night, we'd have to take a flashlight with us. Go go into the house, go upstairs, flash the light out of the window to let you know everybody know that hey, I did it. Never did that shit. Never ever is this ever. This like that... a you and James activity. Who was doing this? Did I don't know if James and I did that. I know James. Uh, I, I know a common friend we share. Was there. <clears throat> And he turned out to be nuts. He would he'd do anything. Um, we'll call him Crackhead Keith. But Crackhead Keith would he would do anything just to you know, satisfy a dare. I, I'm not built like that. I just knew something was gonna bite me, so I don't go into abandoned abandoned houses. But uh, I don't go into houses that aren't mine. There was there was one time early on uh, when my now wife and I were dating, and me, her sister, one of our coworkers, uh, and her all found this abandoned house that. Uh, you know, no one had lived there for a while from what they tell me. And we opened the door and in front of us are four chairs lined up. And Oof. it was at that point we left. Yeah. We weren't going to mess around with anything like that. Definitely not sleep in that house. Forget <laughs> no, no one lived there to my knowledge. They were in there at that moment. <laughs> they were having a nice dinner. <laughs> well, I started to get weird out, weirded out like once the guys find that, like, I guess is what an effigy at that point, it looked like an effigy of some kind, like the, the headless human figure with the antlers for hands. I think it was described. That shit looks wild. Very. Yeah. And like, you know, they're sitting around the campfire and they're talking about a lot of uh, Norse mythology. So that's kind of setting the tone. And frankly, like I'm outclassed on this one. I know nothing of Norse mythology. I only know the Nords from Skyrim and I don't think that's the same at all. Um, apparently, per the trivia, uh, the way the monster hangs victims in the cultist village mirror stuff, the way they hang them from the tree is based on mythology about Odin, uh, who gained wisdom and knowledge of rune magic by hanging himself from the world tree. I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but it's Y-G-G-D-R-A-S-I-L by impaling himself on his spear. Pronounce it. I'm not going to. Okay. You know I get nervous. Like Eekstradil? Look, if that's Sounds what right you say, me. then that's what it is. It's Mithril. I don't think... hung in the trees <laughs> like that, I mean, it's very eerie. I didn't know much about the field dressing of deer or anything like that. But just seeing stuff hung in the trees like that, like impaled like that, um, first of all, icky. Yeah, all, it's not something scary. you want to mess around with. You just happen upon that in the woods. First of all, the woods are already scary if you're unarmed, okay, in, in, in a foreign country. Anyway? in a foreign country that you don't know you know the area you don't know if they're bears you don't know if they're like evil dwarves i don't know what you're gonna find in the woods in sweden but you're not gonna find me there and uh you know somebody might be able to help me out on this but the scene where luke wakes up to see the bright light in the window they've already made it to the cabin like was this the point where things inside the cabin started going sideways like luke suddenly wakes up in the woods feels naked uh, he's kneeling in front of that effigy. I mean, is it even an effigy? I don't know. Dom's stressed out sitting in the corner, and, uh, Hutch has pissed himself. But, like, back to my question, what's the significance of that bright light? I think it was the fluorescent. Like, he's being taken back to the scene at the opening where he's in the liquor store. Like, he keeps going back there mentally. He can't, you know, run away from that. Ooh. So this is at all catching back up it. to him. Yeah, definitely. I can dig that. I wondered what that was. If it was actually something outside, um, like a you know um, close encounters of the third kind kind of a situation. But no, this is a, a mental thing that maybe only he's seeing. And once he comes back, everybody is feeling the effects of their own, um, I guess, their own personal nightmares. 
maybe looking back. I mean, when you get all the homies together to go, like, memorialize their dead friend by taking a hike, and everybody wakes up bloody, covered in piss, praying, crying. No acid involved. Yeah, no acid involved. That you knew of. Sober. BYU sober, from what we understand. Just (laughs) having a time. It sounds like a Saturday in Westmoreland, Tennessee, if you ask me. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Rick knows. So once Yoda. Luke breaks off from the the group to get, I guess, the lay of the land, he gets an idea. Well, not an idea. He he sees something is out in the woods with them. But, I mean, he quickly forgets, like, everything because Dom wants to rehash that scenario from the opening when they lost their friend. Um, I mean, honestly, who wouldn't hold, who among us would not hold that grudge? James, you I better uh, hold that grudge, putting myself I'm in that situation. I'm holding grudges, Bill. I know. Casey, what say you? Look, I don't know if I could hold a grudge. That's such a complicated situation to be in. I truly can't place myself in it. People freeze. I mean, there's a fight or flight or freeze. Like, there's a whole thing. People get scared. I'd be scared. I don't know. I don't think I could blame him. I I mean, of course, I'd be upset at the loss of my friend. Of course I would. But I wouldn't take the Dom route and just go calling him a coward and shit. How long after the friend died... Is this trip happening? I think it's like six months. So it's still pretty fresh. Yeah, that's still pretty fresh. Um, So maybe Dom is getting over it, like not really blaming Luke. But once things start getting sideways, he finds Luke to be an, an easy, an easy outlet for his for his frustration. Dom's mad because like, he hurt his knee like thirty seconds into this trip. <laughs> Good call. Mm-hmm. I think think somewhere, go ahead. I was going to say, I think Dom wants to say that he would do it differently, almost. You know, like he's trying to say, if I was there, things would have been different. I'm built different. Like I would have stopped him and saved Rob's life. But I think it's kind of like he hates and is able to express that to Luke. I mean, had a machete for a liquor store robbery. Right. And it's like Luke had flight and Rob froze and, you know. I think Rob knew what was happening. I mean, obviously he knew what was happening, but like he looked back at Luke and, you know, basically gave him the look like you stay hidden at that point. Is that the look he gave him though? That's what I I I took the look as in like, hey, what are you doing? Like, are you going to sneak around and hit him with that bottle in your hand? Like, hurry up and make a move is 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 what I got from that look. I guess it's all in your interpretation. And it is important to remember that there are, you know, four major personality types, right? And where where Luke falls might not be the same place where Dom falls. Dom does not strike me as a dominant personality. He strikes me as an asshole who might say he would do something differently, but without being in the situation, has no idea whether he would or not. But I think somewhere in the back of my mind, maybe there are some viewers who haven't completely forgiven Luke either. Like, maybe we don't like Dom that much, but some of us probably think he's not wrong. Fair? I think it's tough. A lot of gray area in it. I think there's Especially so much room for there. interpretation. Right. But I'm I'm not unsympathetic to Luke. I mean, like, this has been eating him alive, you know, ever since. You know, ever since it happened at the liquor store. But now, like, even bigger than his regret, like, a nearly mentally broken man has to hold it together while his friends are losing it around him. Uh, one of which is no longer a friend. So he says, um, but he can't just turn away from them because that confirms what he may have thought about himself since day, you know, since day one, when they lost Rob at the liquor store, something that Dom already thinks that he is indeed a coward. Like this is an impossible struggle, <clears throat> excuse me, an impossible struggle for Luke. I definitely Up think in- so. Especially with, you know, when he catches up with Hutch and asks Hutch if he feels the same thing. And, you know, Hutch just doesn't really have an answer. Just says, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, he's kind of caught in the middle of it. You've got one guy on one extreme, another guy on another extreme. And then Hutch is in the middle. Was it Hutch or was it Phil who was in the middle and said, I don't know? That was Hutch. It was Hutch. Okay. Well, up until this point, like, the issues, like between the group and what you know what they are in the middle of has mainly been mental like of course being lost is an issue you're physically lost but the group is kind of cracking um again up to this point uh, much like the animal we saw on the way to the cabin you know strung up in the tree we see hutch elevated above ground 
like in the limbs or vines of the trees dead and we have no idea what to attribute this to this was the part of the scene that i would consider maybe not the climax we're past the turning point but this is definitely escalating because now we have physical harm done to one of the members of the group. In a really visually grotesque way, I gasped. The first time I saw this movie, I remember like sharp intake of breath. That doesn't help that the music is great. Yes, yes. Yeah, the music, the shriek, the way that he's having to wake up Phil and Dom and go chasing after it, it's it's intense. It really gets to you. If only it was Dom. If only. <laughs> I feel I'm like against Dom from the second he pulls that shit. I feel like Rick is the the Dom of this group today. Ouch, that was mean. What say you, Rick? Uh, no. Well said. Strong rebuttal. I'm Hutch. First one dead. Rick's probably the deer that was in the tree at the beginning. Was it a deer? I don't think it was a deer. It was something. Yeah, it was, it was an elk. Than a deer. There you go. Elk. Do you know Almost how big a moose, moose is? <laughs> have you seen pictures of like a moose next to a car they're freaking huge yeah that shit is alarming i had no idea i thought they were like horse size or like deer size mm. they are not no they are like natural kaiju is what they are for those of you who don't know how big a moose is google moose next to car and watch yourself fucking shit a brick <laughs> Japan has Godzilla, Canada has moose. Basically. Yeah. And Utah has buffalo or bison. Buffalo <laughs> are also big. They are. Well, if you're keeping count, we now have Luke, who has his internal struggle of cowardice and regret. Dom, who now hates Luke and has never really forgiven him, apparently. And then there's Phil, who's stuck in the middle. Poor Phil. Poor Phil. And just when things are looking up, well, all things considered, you still got a dead friend. Well, two now. Two dead friends. Yeah, Luke thinks he's found, you know, the the light at the end of the, well, the forest. And when he goes back to tell the others, Phil gets snatched up by some woodland creature that we only really get a small glimpse of. But it is a very intense scene. Did any, I mean, did anybody do their homework on the lore of the creatures in question? Yeah, I did. Before the oh, of course you did, you snotty bastard. Uh, so the creature is Norse mythology, but it's set in Sweden, so go figure. Anyway, that's a mute point. Um, it's called Modor. It is the bastard child of the daughter of the Norse trickster god Loki. And it is called is. a Jotun, which is most commonly known as a species of giant who are marked with having superior strength. It did seem strong. It did look strong the way it was manhandling Phil. Well, to me, absconding the, you know, of the creature was masterfully done. Um, every glimpse we get, I mean, unless you're a lame and pause it, you get enough to know it's not human, but little enough that you can't quite place what it is. It kind of made me think about the creatures in the village. Ooh. A little bit. I mean, yeah. you, you do get them like straight up at the beginning. Well, not at the beginning, but, you know, when they first raid the village, you get a really good look at them. But you don't really get any explanation as to what they really are. It's something that you know I mean, is like, foreign to your eyes. I mean. so, yeah. Okay, so the close-up. you got a couple of different views. There, there's the close-up where it does look like a, a hooded creature of some kind, but you, zooming away, you're going to get something else a, a lot later. Um, yeah. Something very different a lot later. But I, it's, it's down to Luke and Dom now that Phil's been you know thrown off into the into the abyss uh, but you know they're they're back on a united front for the most part but they've been captured by people like regular ass people or are they I, I don't know they're speaking another language uh they're a little bit squirrely and they're not saying what they want or at least not communicating it to you know where we can understand but at one point they take dom and like out of our sight it sounds like they're torturing him we hear him screaming through the walls and it's really bad uh we're then informed that he's being prepared for a sacrifice. Bummer. And, Not yeah, really. Guys, there are very few things that legitimately make me uneasy, okay? Uh, we know there's, like, some subject matter that we don't want to touch on this show, and I'll admit that in movies, it doesn't bother me that much. I only don't want, you know, or I guess I only want those who listen to this show to be happy when they do, not to be triggered by traumas. But this exact scenario... Like captured by people who have no desire to hear your pleas, who from Jump Street just intend to sacrifice you or cannibalize you, and there's nothing you can say or do that's going to change their minds. Like that is my nightmare. Like this film woke that up in me. And getting like, I'm hills, has, fi- hills have eyes. Like that, and I'm also thinking of films like The Green Inferno. 
Oh, God. Yes. Where are you guys on scenario, like these types of scenarios in film? Like, captured by just people who who won't listen whatsoever, and you know impending doom's coming. Like you're going to get tortured? Yeah, and you can't escape because they're, they've got you on lock. They're watching you at every moment. To me, that's the scariest of all situations. I mean, it kind of gives me some of our home invasion movie vibes, like um, Funny Games, where these guys... Mm break into your house you can't escape and they're gonna fuck you up all the way funny games is a really good one because like they're very much just regular humans like no creatures yeah. or anything but how bad was how bad were things you you were in you were in the shit before you even realized something was wrong like they were five steps into their plan before you even realized that hey these guys have been in my house for a little bit too long now your dog's dead your neighbors are gone your knee hurts your knee hurts for some reason, like, you look like you're dying, even though you've only been hit with in the ankle with a golf club. He was very sweaty. Yeah, he was sweating like a hound dog. Dogs don't sweat. They pant. That's a whole thing. What's also afraid? Oh, I don't know that one. You know the band Motorhead? I'm familiar. I don't know them personally. There's a lyric uh, that says, sweating like a hound dog, white as a sheet, and I don't remember the song. But anyway, <laughs> the part that we love is the fact that Dom is tied to the stake now. We do. I was, just, I was just praying for somebody to come up and burn him like he's Joan of Arc. But the cult, uh -huh. eh, no, the cult who's taken him is now on their knees in servitude to the creature from the woods. And Don's we, we having that, visions. And he's having visions. And who's he seeing? His wife. Mm. It's called Born to Raise Hell. Oh, that. Okay, I didn't realize it was from that song. I thought it was from one of the. Yeah. Damn. Why didn't I know that? Anyway. Dom's final vision is one of his wife approaching him, tied to the stake, but we know it's not her. It's the creature, and it's hideous. Like, I, I see a, a giant elk-like elk -like animal, but it's not really made of, like, flesh and bone. What is it made of? It, at first, it looked to me like it was made up of, like, a tree. Wicker. Wicker. Thank you for that. That's what it looks like. Kind of. King of the Wicker people. So, like, a creature in Norse mythology, which this cult worships. And if I heard correctly, they want Luke to live as they do with them. So, that's why they sacrifice Dom, but not him. Is Did I hear that right? Or did I miss the, did I miss the boat completely? I thought the blonde girl came in and said that to him. No, I think you're right. Yep. Okay. Well, Luke's not having it. He gives that old witch a quick Floyd Mayweather jab. I laughed a little too hard at that scene. Then he pops another cult member with that dirty hair. Actually, I think it was a shotgun. But you know, then he's face-to-face -face with, I believe, if my pronunciation is not off, and it probably is, the blonde girl told him Jotun. And we finally get a full-size view of, I think she referred to it as a god. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. well, Elk-like. But with what I thought were like human arms, like an elk-like creature with human arms where you might see tusks on a mammoth or elephant. Very intimidating. Judging on appearance alone, how scary is this creature? Terrifying. Especially when you think of how it can haul an elk or, you know, 200-pound man into a tree like it's nothing. Pin him to the tree. James, how this seems like something... Moving? You know, okay, it's funny you say that because the scene where he pulls, or the... It pulls uh, Phil away... It looked like it was super fast. Later on, it didn't look so fast, but maybe that was just my mind playing tricks on me. But James, this seems like the, the revelation of this creature would be right up your alley. Are you digging this or what? Yeah, it's a weird looking creature, Bill. <clears throat> I'm kind of surprised that you'd seen this film before, James. You, This isn't like something that you had to watch in the last week because it was, you know, mentioned on the pod. You, you'd seen this prior and i'm surprised that you haven't pulled this one out of your ass for us to watch already this is completely up your alley i'll watch it bill but i don't know about it okay okay so why is this creature not doing any harm to luke like it basically does what it can to keep him underfoot but like does no real damage like it just you lay down i'm gonna go handle dom over here and then he tries to get away no 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 you lay down i'm gonna go get dom over here why is it why is it never why is luke the one that it just wants to to keep there did they ever come out with anything that explains that? I think the creature just wanted it to wanted uh, Luke to worship it, just like all the others that were there. 
And I think that it, you know, gets those servants, the people that Luke had, and it'll, you know, grant them eternal life or immortality. And in return, it gets sacrifices like this to, like Rick said, maybe gain wisdom or get something out of it. Well, and it's clear also, I think that, you know, we see it basically like, like sending Luke hallucinations of the liquor store robbery. It's like it's taking his trauma and using it to manifest weakness within him um, to try and overcome him. That's a very good point Mm. because it looks like the creatures kind of has been doing that with everybody. Dom's weakness, his wife, um, Luke's weakness, the situation at the liquor store. I don't know that we got into Hutch or Phil's weaknesses. Hutch's weakness, trees. Definitely trees are a weakness. (laughs) (laughs) 16 ounce bottles of water. Mm -hmm. So Luke escapes the forest with uh, somewhat of a final face-off with the Jotun, but no fight. Um, Once he escaped the forest, it it was over. It's like there was a a border that he couldn't cross. See, that kind of made the village, too. Getting out to the main road kind of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I see that. It has village vibes. To me, it's a movie, it's not, you know, it's not quite like the village, and it's not quite like found footage, but it has, like, village slash, like, Blair Witch vibes. Yeah, I was going to say that too, Casey, like, the symbols yeah. in the house and on the trees, I was like, this kind of Blair Witchy, sort of. Hell yeah, and the, like, witch woman that we encounter, the one with the, um, you know, at one point uh, when everybody wakes up and it's a whole situation and Luke's got, like, the... Uh, scars on his chest. The witch woman that we run into that has the matching scars. Twinsies. Witchy woman. Witchy. Only they had had the... <clears throat> this is Blair Witch Mates Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Was... This is probably the Book of Shadows movie that was supposed to be instead of the one that we got. Dude, Ragnarok's an awesome movie. I have it on DVD. Of course, you've got what, it on DVD. Do you have? Are there movies that exist that you don't have on DVD? Yeah, <laughs> every one of them. <laughs> yeah, I think every, Rick every has like this special edition, special Rick edition. Rick's got a mailbox that's constantly full of DVDs. <laughs> you know, yeah, like on Netflix's uh, DVD uh, mailings. <laughs> why Rick hates The Walking Dead so much is Tell because me. the main character's name is Rick. There can only be one Rick. <laughs> And, and they and they took him off the show, so spoilers. Now he's gonna start watching it. <laughs> he's gonna pick up at season eight where Rick left. Well, guys, I mean, this is where the the movie ends. Um, it's basically just a, I don't want to say anticlimactic, but it kind of is. Your your climax kind of comes with uh, the escape with the, the fire, where you see the full size of the uh, of the giant moose. <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess we should get our final thoughts and. Uh, We'll start with our special guest, Final Girl Swords. What are your final thoughts on The Ritual? I I love this movie. I think it's really well done. I think it kind of has a man versus wild and man versus self type thing going on with Luke trying to, you know, A, escape the caribou and B, overcome his fear of liquor stores. So it's definitely a comfort horror movie to me. Well, if this man had ever spent a, a day in Gallatin, his liquor store fear would be cured. <laughs> no kidding. Godfather of Droll, give us your final thoughts on the ritual. It's a pretty good movie, <laughs> if you like that kind of stuff. You could put that on a refrigerator magnet. <laughs> Memphis Maniac, give it to me. Um, going into it, honestly, like you said, I didn't expect much of it at all. You know um, And yeah, I was really surprised. I, I thought it was, thought it was pretty good, actually. So... You definitely there are some side. scenes. Definitely there are some scenes where I le- I legitimately jumped. Oh, it's got some good scares. And, and I texted you and told you it was that I liked it. Just Not for the- I guess for clarification, Rick doesn't often text me to tell me he liked a movie because he dare not tell me to watch a movie. Okay, because he knows what's going to happen if I do. You're going to throw does, a fit. I will throw a fit. Y'all Final don't be recommending Billy a movie. No, 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 Rick. Don't recommend Rick it. a movie. Oh well, okay. Yeah, I am bad about that. But I don't do it in the way that Rick does it. Rick will cut you if you suggest anything to him. Then he'll never watch it. Then he'll make a tweet about it. Like, I fucking hate when people suggest movies to me. Don't suggest. And then he names like three things that I've suggested to him. This this is true. I can confirm. 
Um, IT. I don't want to watch IT Crowd. I don't want to watch Dairy Girls. If you want to go look at my else. Twitter, you can. So. They're not going to. Shameless self promotion. <laughs> Rick, how can they find you on Twitter? What is your Twitter handle? Uh, well, my handle is. That's how they're going to find you. Well, it has my last name in it, so I'm just going to tell them my what my. Uh, oh boy. My thing. <laughs> My tagline. It's like pulling a hen's teeth. Just tell them your fucking Twitter handle. (laughs) Good lord. Okay, it's Rick Rick Sims87. How many M's is in Sims? Rick Sims187. Sims game. (laughs) Yes, I've played the game. Yes, I've killed the whole family in the house before. They won't ask me a question. Dark. You're a fucking lunatic. You know that? Final Girl Casey, how about your final thoughts on the film? And then, if you don't mind. You might have some critic reviews. I might. Um, I'll do the critic reviews first, actually. Let's hear what they said. So we've got a good one and a bad one per usual. The movie as a whole has a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 60% audience score. So again, we've got some variation, but you know, 74% is pretty respectable for a horror movie. Um, But we've got a good one and a bad one. Um, Okay. The bad one is the ritual is not nearly as effective when the force stalking them goes from abstract to all too real. I disagree, because I thought the visual that we got of the thing, the creature, spooky as shit. With the Um, backdrop? Absolutely. Yeah, and the good one is efficient and highly effective in its style, relying on sound, creepy production design, and the men's own fear and misjudgment to create the sense of pervasive doom. I like that one. My thoughts, though. Um, obviously I picked this movie. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm not going to pick a bad movie for you guys to watch unless it's an enjoyable bad movie, but I thought this was a good movie. Um, like I said early on, it's very cool to look at. Um, very visually appealing, something a little different, uh, out of scope for us. Um, but I like, I love the idea of like a mental battle. So, you know, we see some of that stuff with like, it follows. We see some of that stuff with the home invasion stuff and coming to terms with your own mortality. And I like something where you have to think about the fact that you might die. I love a slasher, you know, where you don't really see it coming. Uh, love that stuff. But I also love, uh, you know, a battle amongst oneself. And I think we see with some of the trauma that these men encounter and some of the visions that they're seeing in their death, um, a very real battle within one's own mind. I like that kind of thing. And if you like it, I absolutely love it. Let's That's shift. That's not true. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> Let's shift our focus to our beloved guest, Final Girl Swords. My guy. I know you through Casey, but we've also kind of had some good interactions on your your Twitch channel. Would you like to throw out some information so our listeners might be able to pull up your your work uh sure shameless self plug uh swords it's s w o a r d z uh and i usually stream wednesday nights and sunday mornings central standard time just foregoing church altogether. i like i know right in the bible belt but this is the real (laughs) place to be so that's That's also where we can find you on twitter is that right that is also correct yep the handle is swords spelled the same we are going to link your Twitch channel and your Twitter in the episode bio for this episode. So make sure you're keeping an eye out during the week on our Twitter account for the next film that we're going to be reviewing. I already know what it is, but check out the Twitter handle or the Twitter account. And guys, that's going to do it for another episode of Slashers and Screamers. So for our special guest, Final Girl Swords, for Final Girl Casey, for the Memphis Maniac Rick, and for the Godfather of Roll James, I am Billy Graves. This was Slashers and Screamers Podcast, and we will catch you again.